You're watching KCMI-TV. Well, I'm glad you joined me tonight, and uh, we're going to have a good time tonight just delving into the Word of the Lord. And the Bible says that a good report maketh the bones fat. And so I'm hoping that tonight uh, what we're going to share with you will resonate in your spirit and give you some strength. And uh, I want to just study a little bit tonight on... Um, I guess I would just call it our position in Christ. And I want to go all the way back to uh, the book of, of Genesis because I really want to talk about rest. And um, there's such anxiety right now on the earth and there's such an unsettledness. In the midst of all of this, God wants us to be at peace. He wants us to be at rest. That's why he's given us the word of the Lord that is sealed forever. And so the nature of God is rest. When you go back to Genesis, the second chapter, it says that, that God looked at everything he had done for six days, and it says on the seventh day, God rested from his own works. He didn't rest because he was weary. He rested because he was done. And that's a big difference. And... So that's how God starts everything out with man. In fact, when God creates Adam, if you think about this, he was created at the end of the sixth day. So Adam's first full day that he, had, that he lived on the earth was the seventh day. God created Adam to live in perpetual rest. And he gave him an environment that he was able to do that. There were no weeds. There was no death. There wasn't any devourer. The earth operated at optimum um, ability. There was a fullness of the crops. The animals were subservient to Adam. He didn't have to do anything. He just had to take care of the garden because God created you and me to live in the spirit of rest. And this, this spirit of fear and this spirit of unbelief and anxiety, I curse it in the name of the Lord. And as you're listening to me tonight, if you're in a difficult place, I just breathe on you the rest of Jesus Christ. And so when you, you follow this, there's a theme through the scriptures because really if you go back and, and if we're really honest with ourselves, there's a second creation. And that's with Noah. Because the Bible says that God destroys the earth. He wipes out everything, and the only thing that's left is in the ark. And, of course, we know the ark is a type of the church. But when you go back and you read this, um, in the 8th chapter of Genesis, it says this, that the ark rested in the seventh month. You're going back here to this number seven, which is, is the fullness of God, is the completeness of God, it's, it's rest. Um, I think it's in Isaiah 40 in verse 28, it says, God, the creator of the earth, does not grow weary. And I can tell you right now that as the creator of all things looks down on the chaos that's in the earth right now, God's not weary. He's not, you know, just terrified and thinking, I hope I can pull this off. God doesn't get weary. He sits on the throne of righteousness. 
And so, uh, and God picked a special man. He picked Noah, and the word Noah means rest. So you can just see how every time God creates or he reconstitutes creation, there's the theme of rest involved. And so then you go all the way into the New Testament, and of course we know that God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, and that was Jesus Christ. He became flesh. The Word became flesh. And so Jesus is on the earth because he is a seed of a new creation. And so Jesus again begins to create in the atmosphere. What's he doing? He's doing what the Father did at the beginning of time. He's creating a world for a man to live in where there's rest. And at the end in which Jesus now has come to fulfill his purpose, the Bible says, for this cause was Jesus Christ manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And in the natural, it looked like the devil won. And Jesus is bruised, he's bloody, he's tore up, he's defeated, it looks like. His disciples have forsaken him. It looks like the Romans have won. The Jews that have hated him are standing there in glee. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus knew one thing. I have done. The devil did not stop me from doing what I needed to do. And the last words that Jesus breathed, he said this, it is finished. And then the Bible said he breathed his last breath and he gave up the ghost. Why? Because he was done doing what he needed to do in the earth. So God has always uh, intended for you and I to be at rest. Hebrews, uh, the, I think it's the fourth chapter, it says this, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. You say, well, pastor, how, how do I get in this rest? Well, Isaiah said, this is the rest wherein the weary should rest, and this is the refreshing, for with a stammering lip and another tongue saith God, will I speak to my people. So part of that rest is, is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the reason being is, if you remember, Jesus said that, tear ye in Jerusalem because you are going to be endued with power from on high. And the word endued literally means that you're going to be clothed. One scripture talks about he, he takes off the spirit of heaviness and he gives us the garments of praise. And God said, I'm going to clothe you. And the original here is not power, but it's authority. And so for you and I, uh, God clothes us with authority and he, put, and he keeps a place. He said, there remaineth. That means that, that there's been an attempt to remove it, but there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. Uh, in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, I think it's verse 10, it says, he that is entered into Christ rests also has ceased from his own works, even as God did his. There is, um, and I hope I, that I can lead you to the right place here tonight, because there is a place that you and I can live in God, that regardless of what's going on in our lives, that we're able to rest in the Lord. Um, it's Ephesians. You remember 
where it says in Ephesians that Jesus Christ now sits on the right hand of the Father. And when you look that up, it literally gives the connotation that Jesus Christ is resting. That's what he's doing right now. He is resting at the right hand of the Father. And First um, John 4, 17 says this. So we, we're supposed to have the nature of Christ. And the reason that um, Jesus is resting at the right hand of the Father because Matthew 5.35 says this, that all things, or Ephesians 1.22, I'm sorry, says all things have been put under the feet of Christ. And in Matthew, and there's other verses that talk about this, it says that heaven is God's throne, but the earth is his footstool. So think about this. Jesus is resting in heaven, but his feet are resting on the earth. That is his footstool. And so, First uh, John 4, 17 says this, as Jesus is, not we're going to be, but it says as Jesus is in heaven, so are you and I in this earth. That we have the same nature. So it's saying this, as God, as Jesus Christ rests in heaven. And, you know, you think about the cancer that's loosening the earth and the chaos and the wars and the hatred and the sin and, and all of the dishonesty that we see in government and in leaders and failures that God's still at rest. Why? Because he knows one thing. I've already finished the work, and the enemy cannot stop it. So I want to talk some tonight about that we're going to have to have the nature of Jesus Christ. If you're going to survive in this hour, you're going to have to be like Jesus. And the Bible says this, that we are the body of Christ, and that if Christ rests in heaven, then the body has to rest in the earth. And one of the reasons that you and I rest, um, I was sharing some of these thoughts with my wife about that we just need to rest in God, that it's already done. She said, well, you know, what about uh, battling? The Bible talks about, you know, contending and all that. I said, but the Bible said to contend for the faith. That means to stand up for the faith. But uh, let me see if I have it here. There's one scripture that says this, that we are more than conquerors. Conquerors have to engage in battle to conquer. And Paul writes, he said, you and I are more than conquerors. Why? Because you and I are not here to battle the devil. We are here to command the devil. And the reason that you and I don't have to defeat Satan is because Jesus defeated Satan at Calvary. And he has no authority. And the scripture, if you remember, Jesus said this. He said, I give you power or authority over all the power, the authority of the devil. There is no demon in the earth that you don't have authority over. At our church here in Nashville, Regeneration, we watch God do miracles every day. We, we had two reports this week, a man that had 
horrible stage four cancer. We prayed for him. Went back to the doctor. Three days later, the doctor calls and says, I can't understand it. He said, but the cancer's literally melting out of your body. I had a man that I prayed for just a few weeks ago that had severe diabetes. Taking five shots a day, showed up last Sunday. He said, "My blood count, my sugar count, has went from over 400 to around 100, and I don't have to take any shots anymore." You know what that is? That is authority in the spirit of the Lord, and the enemy's trying to move a lot of you from your position in Christ. Um, there's a verse that. Um, says, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. There are, and I, I've learned this over the years, there are some things that are not meant to be rebuked. They're meant to be endured. If you're a, a Christian and you're in right, right relationship with the Lord and you're full of the Spirit of God and you got faith and something's going on in your life and you're rebuking the devil and it hasn't left. In fact, the Bible says, submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. If it's not running away, it might be something that you're supposed to endure instead of rebuke. And that's why the scripture says it. it says, he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. And uh, I want to read you the definition of enduring. To preserve or to persevere under misfortune and trials. To hold fast to one's faith in Christ. Um, sometimes it's not the devil that puts us in difficult places. In Isaiah, it says this about Jesus and his Father. It says, it pleased the Father to bruise him and to put him to grief. Why? Because that's what it would take for Jesus to advance the heart of God in the earth. And we all know this, that many of us would not be who we are in God today if it had not been for things that we've endured. When you're going through difficult times, the goal of the enemy is to move you from your position in God. And oh man, I've seen it so many times. People get angry, they get bitter, they start saying, well, the word doesn't work. Listen, God will never forsake you. How many times has God come through for us? You know, I talked to you last week that sometimes we forget how big, how big um, God is. And I see sometimes believers, and, and it's happened to me, you, you gotta be smarter than the devil here because Everything that you're going through, if, if you stay true to God, it's temporary. We don't have very many years left before the Lord comes back. And when we cross over, you won't remember anything that you've gone through. Don't let the devil move you out of position. 
Remember the scripture that talks about every, that every joint supplieth. And so the Lord is saying that, that we are joints in the body of Christ. Whenever a joint gets out of position, like a dislocation, there is great pain because of it. There are a lot of believers that when they're in the process of enduring or they're in the process of commanding the enemy that they allow their circumstances to get them out of position. And when something's out of position, that joint gets out of position, then there's pain. Sometimes because we let the enemy move us out of position, we find ourselves in great pain and discomfort because we've left the place of rest. And in the Lord, it's already been done. That's why Jesus rests. That's why he sits on the right hand of the Father. There's nothing going on in your life that Jesus has not already made provision for. There is no need, there's no demon that cannot be commanded by you who are full of the Holy Ghost. And so, right now in America, and I think in the earth, the enemy is trying to get people to leave their place of rest. You're just going to have to trust God that he is going to come through. He is going to make it right. He is going to answer your cry. And uh, there is, where there's no faith, there will never be any rest. Because rest is the outward sign of faith. And I believe that right now that the enemy is trying to make people give up. You let the Holy Spirit rise up in you and declare that the enemy is not going to move me from my position. If you're in pain, if you can't figure out how to make it financially, if your children are in trouble, if your spouse has left the Lord, you hold your ground. You hold your ground because as long, hallelujah, long as you stay in position, you are in Christ because the very next chapter in Ephesians says that because Christ is seated in heavenly places, you and I have been made to sit or rest with him in heavenly places. Why? Because there is nothing in the earth that can move us from our place in Christ because Jesus already defeated it. So let the enemy charge. Let him rage. Let him rant. Let him taunt. He's just noise. But God will come through for you. So I just pray that tonight, wherever you are right now, that the Spirit of the Lord would just, just breathe on you and just begin to give you peace and remind you that as Christ is, so are we right now. Take a deep breath in the Holy Ghost. Sit back down in God. And tell the Lord, I know you got this. And I know that this is going to be all right. Because he that endureth to the end didn't leave, didn't quit. Let me give you this last thought that just came to me. 
Joseph, the Lord raised Joseph up to be the deliverer of Israel. And we know his story for about 13 years. He went through a lot of misfortunes. And here he finds himself now in prison and he's lost his liberty. What would have happened if Joseph would have broke out of prison the day before Pharaoh called for him? He'd have been a fugitive on the run with nothing, but he endured. 24 hours later, he's standing second to the king in Egypt, dressed in kingly robes with a chain around his neck with great authority. Don't break out prematurely. You let God set you free. He whom the Spirit has set free is free indeed. Hold your ground. Walk it out. You will go through this. You'll come out with victory because we rest in the presence of the Lord. I hope this has helped you tonight. Um, I care about you a lot. Uh, so many of you, you, you really touch my heart with the letters you write me and the emails. And, um, I want you to know if you touch me, boy, you really touch the Lord. So stay strong. We're going to come through this. Won't be long. We're going to be on the other side rejoicing in heaven. Till then, I love you. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.